You're listening to the Retro Wrestling Review Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Retro Wrestling Reviews Podcast. I'm Gus Edwards. On today's episode, as usual on a Tuesday, we'll review a listener's requested show. This week's show is WWF Superstars from the 25th of April 1992. And this was requested by Barney in Bakersfield, California. Thanks for the request Barney, I hope you enjoy the show. If you have a show you want to be reviewed, then email me at retroreviews at hotmail.com. If you're new to this podcast, as well as these shows on a Tuesday, on Sundays we review Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, Mid-South Wrestling, and from this past week's podcast, World Class Championship Wrestling. If you've missed any of the previous shows, then please check out our archives. Let's get on with today's show. WWF Superstars, 25th of April 1992. This was a strange period for the WWF. It was a transition between the Hulkamania era and the new generation. This was also around the period when I stopped watching for a good few years. I think my last show was SummerSlam 1992. There's been a few end-of-era shows in history. Most people think of um, WrestleMania 17, for example, as the end of the Attitude Era. Some people consider WrestleMania 8 as the end of Hulk Hogan's era, and that's pretty much true, but I think SummerSlam later that year was the last peak of that big era that started in early to mid-80s. While I stopped watching the WWF around this time, I did continue going on with WCW for, for probably another 18 months to two years before I gave up on them, ironically around the time that Hulk Hogan joined them. The show comes from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Vince McMahon opens the show with some really random constipation puns. It's good to see the toilet humour was always there from Vince. He then runs down the card. Tonight we'll see The Undertaker vs. The Berserker. Ric Flair, a special interview with Sid Justice, Sergeant Slaughter and Shawn Michaels. The first match is Ric Flair with his executive consultant Mr. Perfect against Ron Cumberledge. This is just a few weeks after WrestleMania 8 where Flair lost the WWF title to Randy Savage. Cumberledge has a really great physique but he's got the smallest head that I've ever seen. There's not much to this match, a few chops, one back suplex and then Flair locks on the figure 4 for the submission win. We then go to Update with Mean Gene Okerlund. This is a recap of WrestleMania 8 and the festivities of that weekend. Obviously back in 1992 it wasn't as big of an occasion as it is now. But we see footage of a concert in the park which has the Nasty Boys, Jimmy Hart, The Monkey and Sensational Sherry singing. And then there's a lookalike contest with the fans dressed up as Paul Bearer and the Big Boss Man. And then we see the WrestleMania reception featuring Bobby Heenan, Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan who's actually carrying a very young brook in his arms. We then move on to the WrestleMania brunch featuring Owen Hart, Davey Boy Smith, Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan 
And strangely, Jake Roberts and the model Rick Martell sitting side by side, which is ironic since it was only a year before that they were um, feuding over the Rick Martell blinding Jake Roberts. But as soon as you turn heel in that era, era of wrestling, you always forget what your enemies had done. We go back to the ring for the British Bulldog against Kevin Kruger. This was the Bulldog at his roided up peak. He's absolutely gigantic here. It's another short match as Bulldog hits his delayed suplex and then follows it up with the running power slam for the win. These matches are lasting a minute or two at the most here. Basically, a star comes out, hits a couple of signature moves and then we go on to the next match. We then go to an advert for the WBF Body Stars show, which was Vince McMahon's failed bodybuilding organisation. The less said about that, the better. To the ring for tag team action, and it's the Beverly Brothers with the genius against Eric Collins and Mike Freedom. Bo Beverly's son just debuted in NXT this past week as Von Wagner. Genius does a poem before the match calling out the Legion of Doom. Bo hits a really nice looking roll and neck snap from the um, second rope. The Beverly's had a really cool finisher, like a double team flapjack, really good. After the win, the Beverly's put some face paint on the jobber. I guess that continues their feud with the LOD. We now go to Sean Mooney, who's in the event centre, and he throws to the Legion of Doom and Paul Ellering, who cut a promo on the Beverly Brothers. And then next up is the Repo Man. I love this gimmick. I mean, it's stupid as hell, but Barry Darso really got into the character and just went for it. You would never think this was the same guy that played Smash and Demolition. And speaking of Demolition, it's a crush promo. He talks about his mum telling him to mind his manners. For some reason, this takes us back to a black and white clip of him as a kid spilling milk. This was just ridiculous. We go back to the ring, and it's Shawn Michaels with the sensational Sherry against George Anderson. Vince McMahon and Mr. Perfect on commentary talk about how Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart will be facing each other for the Intercontinental title. It's amazing how long they were linked um, during their careers between the tag team with the Rockers and the Hart Foundation and then the Intercontinental feud and then the WWF title as well with their matches at WrestleMania um, 12, I think it was, and then the Survivor Series and we all know what happened there. We also got a short inset promo from Brett, doesn't really say that much. Sean hits sweet chin music before it was his finisher, and then he gets a pin with a teardrop suplex. Back to Sean Mooney in the event centre, and it's a promo from the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. We've seen Von Erich on the WCWC, excuse me, on the WCCW show from 1981 that we reviewed last week. And he hasn't improved as a promo in 11 years since then. Next up is a promo from the Nasty Boys and Jimmy Hart. They just talk utter nonsense. Our next match is Sergeant Slaughter, who's another one we've been watching recently on the Mid-Atlantic Reviews, where he's a United States champion. And he's going up against the Brooklyn Brawler. Slaughter is near the end of his career here, and you can tell how much he's slowed down. We get an inset promo from Slaughter. Apparently he's feuding with the Monkey now. And he claims when he's done with the Monkey, he'll be an international maggot. 
another quick win for Sarge with the Cobra Clutch. We go live to the arena with Mean Jean and he introduces Sid Justice who is with Harvey Whippleman. Sid along with um, Brock Lesnar probably has one of the most impressive looks ever in wrestling. He's feuding with the Ultimate Warrior here and I'll play the promo for you. To your double teaming tactics and no. <laughs> it seems like it was just last week when that goofy warrior was sitting right out here just with those stupid these rats. are my warriors. These he was telling us to be a leader, you must have. Friends! Why well, I need no friends, warrior! I need no friends because I am the man in the World Wrestling Federation that everyone fears! Now, you came down at WrestleMania and you put your nose in my business. You tried to save Hulk Hogan, but you couldn't do it. I saw to it at WrestleMania that that was his last match. That was the end of Hulkamania. Thank you. So, my question to you, Warrior, who is going to save you from Sid Justice? I was the man that gave Hulk Hogan his last match. And I will be the man that sees that you only have one match to go. I will be the man that sees to your last match because I'm Sid Justice. This feud doesn't go anywhere as Sid is fired in a couple of weeks and Warrior goes on to have his um, infamous feud with Papa Shango which included a lot of vomit. Tag team match next between Kent Carlson and Tom Stone against my favourites, the Natural Disasters. I spoke before about how I love the Disasters. Apart from the Steiners, they're my favourite tag team of all time. One thing that's missing from wrestling these days is fat guy wrestlers, especially in squash matches. Disasters are the baby faces here, but they were much better as heels. Earthquake hits a great belly-to-belly suplex, and then he hits his sit-down splash followed by a big typhoon splash for the win. Exactly what I want from a literal squash match. Event centre time again, and this time it's Skinner. Another guy who really got into his character. You can't believe that this guy was once in the teen heartthrob tag team in the 1980s. That was, of course, the fabulous ones with um, Stan Lane. And then Tatanka, who was another favourite of mine at this time. He's next with a promo. Nothing exciting here, just thanking the fans. We then go back to the ring for the main event. It's a berserker with Mr. Fuji against the Undertaker with Paul Bearer. This should be a classic. Straight away, Fuji steals the urn and Berserker nails Paul Bearer with his shield to take him out. 
Then Berserker attacks Taker with the shield. Takes a few hits, but he eventually gets him down. Berserker grabs his sword and he's away to commit murder, basically, on national TV by stabbing the prone Undertaker. But Taker moves out of the way and Berserker just sticks his sword into the mat. Taker gets up and kind of makes a mini comeback, but the Berserker clotheslines him outside. And then he pulls up the um, the padding mats and then he hits a pile driver on the floor. Taker, of course, gets up and he stalks Berserker and Fuji backstage. They then show a close-up and you see that the sword's stuck in the ring mat. That angle ends the show and Vince gives us a rundown of what's on next week's show, where we'll see Skinner against the Ultimate Warrior and we hear promos from both guys. Also next week will be an interview with the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and an update on the Berserker-Undertaker incident as the show closes with a slow-mo replay of the attempted murder of The Undertaker. This was an interesting show. Obviously no great matches, but we have the post-Mania feud starting off, with Brett and Sean slaughtering the Mount E, the Beverly's and the Legion of Doom, and obviously the Undertaker and the Berserker. No real decent promos either, but this show was more about getting attention on as many guys as possible. On next week's listener-requested show, we'll be looking at WCW Saturday Night from the 13th of June 1992. So not only is it around the same time period as the show, it's also close to the Beach Blast pay-per-view that we reviewed a couple of months back. On this show, we'll see Dustin Rhodes, Ron Simmons, Sting against Diamond Dallas Page, and the main event of the Steiner Brothers against Stunning Steve Austin and Arn Anderson. That should be a great show, so make sure you check it out. This coming Sunday, we'll be reviewing Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, along with World Class Wrestling from the 9th of January 1982. Remember, there's no Mid-South review this week due to that episode not being on the WWE Network. Thanks again for listening, take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you again soon.